Hello and welcome to episode six of A Tale of Two Singles. Coming up, sporting successes and swimming fails and the two of us trying to commit to talking about commitment. Enjoy! One, two, three, woo! Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Excited that we're on a sunny day onto episode six. I uh, yeah, I'm excited as well. I'm also I'm not gonna lie though, a little bit sad that I'm in the house to record. <laughs> yeah, I know. It'd be fun to record outside, but I feel like there's a lot of potential distractions and loud noises. And- we also know how distractible I am, so <laughs> probably we don't work very well. So distracted, you've just had to remove your earrings to stop them dangling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's because I could hear them, and then I was like, oh, people are going to hear that. Yeah, well done. Tap Good away. I know. What have you been up to? Highlights, lowlights? Highlights? I think a really great highlight has been the weather. Mm. I really enjoyed that, going out. And I would also like to say that I feel like I've made a little bit of progress in my fitness journey you know how I'm always saying that I hate running yeah I I mean I still you've made me run before and you definitely hate it less than I do but please continue (laughs) (laughs) okay maybe I'm not the world's biggest hater of running but I am I've been running with a friend socially distanced just the two of us and I've enjoyed it so much more running with someone else Amazing. Yeah. You know, I have a slight running success story too. Great. I started couch to 5k. Mm-hmm. I've done, I've done one run. Yes, you have. Hello. Yeah. I know. So, so I mean, I didn't get far and obviously you only run for 60 seconds at a time, but I'm going to take that yeah. as a win. Take that as a win. Was there any squirrels around that increased the running? <laughs> Honestly, I'm so on edge. I don't know whether it's living overseas in a bit of a dangerous context or what it is, but I hear this like scuttling and I'm like, and my heart's beating faster. But I was there quite early and no squirrels. The squirrels were still kind of sleeping, I think. Still slumbering. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, no, so I'd say like it's been relatively like uneventful but consistently nice well that's that's good what more can people what more can people say about this time i feel like people who are really enjoying this time and if you're listening to this and you're really enjoying this time that's great and Mm -hmm. i respect you but i i'm not so i would say consistently good is actually a high i finally saw some human beings since we last recorded face to face (laughs) That was thing. I've been seeing my family, but I hadn't seen anyone else. But okay. then I realised that I had a friend who lived in the town who'd Great. come back because of coronavirus. So we met up at a park. That was nice. And then I just drove to see some friends who are like an hour away, again, socially distanced, one, one at a time outside. Lovely. Um, but it's just so nice to see people face to face, isn't it? It makes such a difference. It is. I very much appreciate that. Although one of my friends, I did um, see her fiancé. And he was like hitting a golf ball, and I just it hit had a you. F- <laughs> no, it didn't. But I had a flashback oh. to the very first time I met him when uh-huh. he had a different 
bat in his hand and oh. I threw a tennis ball and he hit it and lobbed it at me and it slammed me right in the chest and winded me when I was 11 years old and it all oh. came flooding back and it came flooding back to him too and he thought it was an injustice that his mum told him off but I still think it was very appropriate. <laughs> how, how long did it take you to get over the winding? I don't know but it was highly embarrassing. That's so funny. Was it, like, it was the sort of winding where you're like coughing? Yeah, I think it Can't made like really... a red circular mark on my chest. <laughs> I'm a bit of a drama queen. I was when I was 10 too. So. I love that. That's quite good. And that was with a tennis ball, right? Yeah. Is that what you said? I believe so. A golf ball would have been worse, so thankfully. Yeah, a golf ball would have been a lot worse. Yeah, it You know what? That. I once accidentally slam dunked a tennis ball into someone's neck once as well while playing tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, how did you yeah, do no. that? Just in the moment? No, it was really embarrassing because I was like, we were playing as a four and I was giving a lot of chat about how I was going to give the next best serve and we all know how competitive I can be and also my huge lack of skill so it's quite a dangerous combination <laughs> of being competitive but with zero ability and um, I threw the ball up and put a huge amount of force into it and accidentally <laughs> slammed it into the girl who I was playing with who was on my side of the <laughs> neck onto the back of her neck <laughs> causing her to um, fall over in pain <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay that's really yeah. bad that was also the first time I'd met that girl so <laughs> are you still friends now? no Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend once literally kicked me off a tennis court because he thought that my skills were not good enough. <laughs> I think you're Are probably you... still better than me. How often have you played? Since then, I've never played once. Oh, how, I was how traumatized. Long ago was oh, I'm sorry. If you're listening, Ben, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I mean, he was probably justified. I probably was pretty bad, but still. You know, you got to try. Got to give the room to, you know, attempt to improve. Yeah, right? I know, right? Absolutely. Drama, drama, drama. So episode five went out. I think people yes. liked it. Had some nice feedback. Yeah, thank you guys. We appreciate it. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you like it and you have texts us to tell us if you like it, then please feel free to leave us a review on Facebook or Apple Podcasts or somewhere so that people know that we're that we're fun and that we're not making it up that we're yeah. getting nice feedback yeah I had hundreds of texts yes, all these so many my phone has been inundated and <laughs> um, what I've really enjoyed is people telling me uh, where they're listening to the podcast so one mm -hmm. of my friends texted me and told me he was driving 20 kilometers below the speed limit so that he could get to the end of the podcast before he reached his destination and then it still hadn't finished so then he was walking like really really slowly to go and meet his friend which I enjoyed <laughs> another friend told me she was listening to it while kneading bread dough oh excellent so, that's yeah. good I've heard of that's puzzles good. being completed while listening to the podcast I mean finishing work it. assignments oh, Great. Dear. I'm not so sure about that one <laughs> We also had one comment where someone suggested that we use the podcast that people can write in and ask to be set up and that we can Ooh. set them up um, with someone else who also wants to be set up. What do you think about that as an idea? I would love that. I mean, we did speak ages ago about trying to set up our own dating website. We did. I, don't know, I can't remember why we were saying we were going to do that, but maybe we I actually think... could bring it into being. 
yeah, I think we know loads of amazing single Christian girls. Mm-hmm. And then someone told us there were loads of single Christian guys at HTV. <laughs> so we decided oh, we'd set up oh, a dating yeah. site to match them together. So maybe we could just do that through the podcast instead. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So guys, girls, write in if you want to be set up. We could do some matchmaking. <laughs> that would be so, so exciting. And then you could come on the podcast and review yeah. your date. <gasps> Yeah, and then equally, if it was like successful, we could follow the whole way through and at the wedding record the wedding, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and then obviously we'd have to be like part of the wedding, probably mm. in the speech. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, we'd have to have our own little section. Yeah, and we expect you to <laughs> walk down to the aisle, walk down to the aisle, walk down the aisle to our um, theme tune. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should I do it. Let's see work. if anyone thinks it's a good idea, then let us know right into email address a tale of two singles at gmail.com and then maybe we can make this happen yeah we could set up some dates well i'd be so proud also if they're awful then it gives us some more material for calling chaos yeah i know that's true (laughs) that is true (laughs) amazing should we do tinderella yeah let's do tinderella time i think it is time before we started recording this geraldine literally sat (laughs) for maybe five minutes trying to think of something positive (laughs) to say about me i know it was a little bit awkward. How I'm long it took me to, to find it. anything? <laughs> Six positive things to say about you is really difficult. Apparently. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. So what? So what I did think about. And what I do value is that you have a real passion for justice. Aww. I think that's really like intrinsic in who you are, and also quite inspiring that you very much see injustices in that frustrates you, but you do stuff about it as well and work towards trying to sort that out, including leaving this country for a year. (laughs) And then I came back to rectify it because that was an injustice to you to be deprived of my company. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Oh, thank you. That's actually much nicer than the one that I thought of. Great. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so no, this is also good. I really value about you that you don't take yourself or life too seriously. And <laughs> even though you have like a really serious job that actually carries a lot of responsibility, you're still able to like laugh at life and come away from that and just enjoy people and enjoy things and, you know, laugh at stupid things you and other people do and just have a good time. And I feel like you don't take hmm. on all the problems of the world in a way that makes you just super over serious by everything and I think it's great you can laugh through life and yeah yeah I feel like I have to laugh through my life because it feels like I'm in a comedy sketch most of it and I'm just like (laughs) what the heck is happening now (laughs) (laughs) honestly it does Uh, feel like that sometimes (laughs) well I enjoy it and it's better to laugh right it's definitely definitely better to laugh yes they do say laughter is the best medicine so yeah I don't know who says it but someone says it we'll take it and also i am my mother's daughter who is mental (laughs) (laughs) i miss your mom she's i know i miss my mom as well i've not seen her in such a long time but like me and my the combination of me and my mother together stresses out my father and um after one incident when we were out for a nice evening the three of us um my dad got so stressed that he was like i'm never taking you girls out again together ever (laughs) oh dear well he did raise you so yeah yeah. he put on himself yeah exactly (laughs) okay awesome 
so now we're going to talk about another myth. So last time we were talking about something. We were talking <laughs> about if you stop looking, you'll find your dream person. Oh, yeah, like we you'll were. find the relationship that you want. Yes. Okay. So then this time we thought, well, this is someone, some a myth that someone sent in to us to talk about, actually, mm. which is that single people are scared of commitment. Do, do, do. <laughs> are we? <laughs> oh, I just heard a really weird sound. Um, yeah. So are we? Are single people single because they're scared of commitment? What do you think? Interesting. I don't know. I think perhaps there's an element of that, right? Because you've got to be able to fully commit to do that i think i think commitment is a little bit scary i remember panicking at getting a two-year phone contract out because i was a lot of <laughs> <laughs> and i was literally yeah. verbally processing it my fear of the commitment to the guy who was selling me the phone and the contract <laughs> he was like i think he was like i don't understand what's wrong with you and i was like well it's just a huge amount of commitment that was like two years with this package yeah. and this phone and what if it doesn't work out what if i don't like it's <laughs> so like a mini counseling session in the phone shop <laughs> i actually hear you about that because right now i'm using pay as you go and a phone that is like really really painfully slow and i could just get a new phone and a contract but i'm like well i don't know where i want to live i don't want to yeah <laughs> so i i'm literally living that because i didn't think i can commit to two years in england what if i want to go somewhere else well you're not allowed <laughs> to say that come on man <laughs> <laughs> I've said it I'm sorry can't spring that on me again I think that that is true that some single people are a bit scared of commitment maybe okay. that's included. but I think it also might be like a generational thing mm. like I think um I wrote an article about this once that for example with like people going overseas into mission yeah people who are like retirement age now or a bit older when they went overseas it was like well they'll go for 20 30 years they'll go maybe for their entire career to serve somewhere and that's yeah. long term and now for someone to go overseas long term it's like four years so that's a massive difference yeah and I feel like it's hard for when we're used to getting stuff more instantly and like people don't keep their jobs for as long now it's very rare for someone to start a job and to be in that same job for the next 40 years whereas a generation ago or two generations yeah, that ago was that was like, very common mm -hmm. so I wonder if it's not just single people if it's just a generational thing because I think yeah. as well like we were in a, a kind of um culture at the minute where everything is like instant as well right mm -hmm. and you've got everything there and it doesn't take a huge amount of effort to get the things that you need yeah you know it's like it's everything's so easily accessible and um I do wonder if that's like uh maybe then like a fear around relationships because they're not easy and they take commitment, time, effort, energy, and that's not really how we're we'll be. That's not the like not necessarily at all times the culture and society that we're living in. Yeah, and I mean it's it's like a hard struggle because I guess that's the thing we're saying again about that being different to dating someone to being like in a relationship. But maybe that's why there is kind of in some circles like it seems like a lot of dating and not a lot of relationships because mm. people are scared to commit. But then in other ways. Christians jump straight into relationships and then that is like yeah because we feel like we have to commit my friend um recently was saying to me like she was dating someone and it was pretty seemed pretty serious and then he basically ended it and said oh I just feel like basically the Holy Spirit is saying that we shouldn't be together which 
might have been the case. I don't want to speak like I can't speak into what the Holy Spirit has said to this man. But she really feels like he's, you know, in his mid thirties, has never been in a relationship and actually just is really terrified of commitment and um, doesn't want to be in a relationship. And so then that was really hard for her because she feels yeah. like, you know, that's the thing that's someone saying that the Holy Spirit's saying something, but you mm-hmm. actually feel like it's there, like Maybe. something that they're struggling with differently. And then what do you do? Like, I don't know. What do you do in that yeah. situation? You can't really say, oh no, the Holy Spirit hasn't said that to you, can you? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I think if someone's saying those sort of things, it's just better to cut loose, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard though when you felt like you've committed to someone and then they haven't committed back. But I think as well, like um, relationship with commitment really varies. Like there's times where like I genuinely will freak out at the thought of it, and I'm just like, oh my word, I don't know how that can manage. But then I do also know that I, when I believe in something and when I'm fully invested, I know that I have the potential and the capacity to commit really fully mm-hmm. and maybe sometimes to my detriment <laughs> like continuing to commit to different mm. things but I think that um it's really weird isn't it to think whether that is an issue like for yourself I don't know it's making me ponder a bit <laughs> yeah because I feel like I'm really committed to like different friendships I have mm-hmm. but I guess that doesn't take over your whole no. life in the same way I do struggle at the thought of committing when people not committing to a job, but if people are like, what's your five year plan? What's your 10 year plan? Like committing to be like, oh, I'm going to do this job for five or 10 years. That's like really crazy to me. But I guess it's different committing to a person. I know. Oh, I'm not sure. By the way, there's drilling happening outside. So if you can hear a weird buzzing noise, that's what's going on. I know. I can hear it. Sorry. Do you think they've got a lot of drilling to do? I do not know. I'm sure. Should we carry on? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. One of my friends texted me and they listened to our podcast on beer Christianity and Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. Um, But they basically said, you can tell that you guys are making a podcast for single people because you understand that we have a fear of commitment and we we don't want to listen to something that's more than 30 minutes long. (laughs) I love that. So we've got our timescales right. Great. For the people who are afraid of commitment, we're only asking for 30 minutes of your attention. That's Every it. two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, I, don't, I can't even do the maths, but that's it's not, not a much time commitment. a day. Yeah, that's an interesting question. If people have thoughts on that, then... I know. I've just got another question, right? Sorry. But like yeah. thinking about like commitment, maybe the, there's the fear of commitment because we put so much pressure on it at the beginning initially, you know, when we're like mm. having that dating question mark right and maybe we do jump into that relationship too quickly rather than having that time to date and explore and see if it could be a relationship so then we freak out about commitment at that point and pull back at that point because it's too much but we're putting too much pressure on it yeah that's true because the amount of times I've talked to people who've been on a few dates with someone and they're like I just don't know if I can see myself marrying them and spiraling you know and I mean we all do it because we daydream Mm -hmm. our way I daydream my way into really random situations that like I'm never gonna be in so yeah you can do that but actually is that helpful or is it like am I enjoying this time getting to know this person Mm. and if obviously if you're like I'm never gonna marry them because yeah they're a horrible racist and kicked, <laughs> I don't know, did something really terrible on the day or whatever. Then that's, di- <laughs> that's different. That's I extreme. <laughs> I was trying to think of something that no one will disagree with me on. Like, no oh, one will be okay. like, yeah, you should still date that person. No, that's true. But I think 
maybe something we could discuss at another point. Cause it just thought it's just occurred to me. It's like, um, about like that spark and connection. Mm. Like, is that a real thing? Is that something that you can experience initially, or is that something that is made up and you like you don't have to have that initially to begin with, and you can build a relationship that's something to discuss later right because I, I could yeah. talk about that for ages let's I know, do that this another is one also something that would be interesting if people have experiences of of like the online dating world mm. because my thing with that is like right now i how would you date anyone because you can't meet new people and so you can't people like make that connection Zooms. but online oh, okay, yeah, yeah okay. you can meet people but then can you get the connection over zoom i yeah, don't know that's true i'm intrigued hmm yeah, feedback um, on that, people, would be yeah, very interesting. It would. And my friend told me I should just do some do- Zoom dates as experiments. But I was like, hang on, just, where am I just going to find this magical Zoom date? So basically, if someone else has got experience, then that would be great. Just feed it in. Slash, I think you should commit to trying to find a Zoom date so you can give us feedback. <laughs> just pimp myself out. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. You might find love um, out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel like it's such a different conversation talking to someone over Zoom. Um, yeah, so I'm wondering is. if you can. But then if the spark isn't even real, then I guess it's a mute point. Ooh, yeah, let's talk about that later. Okay. Is a spark real? I think the fact that we couldn't even commit to this myth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe shows we have slight issues with commitment. Yeah, with commitment. <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily mean that all single people do have no. um, issues with commitment. Now Maybe I'm intrigued though, because I'm like, well, maybe that's why, maybe that is why we are single is because we don't want to commit and actually we've been very happy with our carefree like lives where we've been able to do really good things and you know adventure yeah. maybe that is why now I'm just now I'm thinking <laughs> of all my single friends and wondering if they're the same yeah. we need to do a little poll yeah <laughs> I know I'm going through that I don't think we've entirely covered the myth but no I've, we've I've... not I think maybe we need to talk about that again we don't know some some yeah. single people are maybe scared of commitment some maybe all millennials aren't. are scared of commitment yeah like what is about that oh give us thoughts on that people yeah. that'd be really great we've got very confused yeah we've just <laughs> confused ourselves and ended up talking about other things <laughs> standard great chaos yeah let's do that <laughs> okay so someone sent me in two stories and one of them is really short and i love them both so i'm just gonna read the little short one first just because okay. it literally cracked me up so much okay, okay. So this mm-hmm. is like back in the day at uni, picture it. You're okay. in the CU, it's after CU. I don't mm-hmm. actually know if it is, but that's what I'm imagining. Okay. And then basically it says, a guy asked me out and I thought he was going to shake my hand. He kind of moved it towards me. So I took it and <laughs> shook it, but it was limp and it wasn't a handshake. <laughs> and he just looked at me and went, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> So like this guy had asked her out. So she <laughs> agreed to going out with him and then yeah. went to shake his hand that he wasn't offering. Well, she thought, I think she thought he was offering it because he moved it. But I guess he was just gesturing. <laughs> wow. Oh, I just love that. It cracked me up. I, I just picture that. myself doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the actual story. Okay. This is another, it's a university, you know, crash great she writes so fit greg the fittest of all gregs around tall christian and a boy 
<laughs> he was prime uni dating material. He went to a different church at uni to the one I went to to retain enough glamour and mystery. And he also happened to go swimming at the same pool at the same time as me and my Bible study leader who had decided to try and get fit and start a keep fit regime together. At first, this was manageable because I didn't really know Fit Greg. Um, and I hadn't told anyone our swim times coincided. But I soon made the mistake of telling my housemates and the weekly swim sessions went from being mildly amusing to being ridiculously awkward <laughs> to being such a joke that Fit Greg had no idea that tales of his weekly swims had become such a thrill for a small population of Christian girls. What made it more awkward was that there were communal showers you had to go into before entering the pool. And occasionally I'd have to stand in the shower next to Fit Greg, absolutely dying of embarrassment. <laughs> Is she Things talking to him? Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. I'll ask my questions later. Things escalated when one day I came downstairs to find Fit Greg sitting in my kitchen. <laughs> there was an exclamation mark there that I tried to get across. Um, he was visiting my housemate to work on some church community project. And after all these weeks, he recognised me. Could this be the start of something new? The very average conversation awkwardly ended, us with, ended with us being like, cool, uh, well, see you at the pool. The following Wednesday loomed on the horizon. Would this chance meeting change everything? Well, it never got a chance to. My completely oblivious small group leader accidentally stroked the length of Fit Greg's leg while she was catching up with him doing front crawl. <laughs> she was a fast swimmer, perhaps even faster than Fit Greg. Needless to say, although it had clearly been an accident, Fit Greg never swam on a Wednesday again. <laughs> R.I.P. to the dreams of our blossoming, fu blossoming oh, future no. together. <laughs> oh, I just That's that. awkward. The accidental full leg stroke. <laughs> I have to say that's pool. never happened to me in a swimming pool. No, I don't think it's very to me. awkward. That is, she must have been it? doing the underwater head thing, which oh. I always just keep my head above water. <laughs> Such a good so story. So funny. Wow. So basically, that was like. A crush that never amounted to anything, but just had all of the dreams, hopes, and hilarious chatting about it. And this yeah. guy was oblivious the whole time. Yeah, and I imagine that there was like a whole group of Christian girls just loving the stories and like really rooting for this to happen. Mm. She'd probably planned out the wedding and everything. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Have you ever had a crush and behaved in a crazy, ridiculous way? Probably. I feel like that's 90% of how I behave. What do I, yeah, what do I do? I don't know if I've done anything like to that level. I've definitely like put myself in really stupid situations where like you're just talking incessantly and not making any sense. Yeah. I've done that. <laughs> For sure. Have you ever tried to orchestrate a like chance encounter, which isn't mm. chance at all because you orchestrate it? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have. Have you? No, I don't think I have. <laughs> we are so boring. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we are. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I feel like the thing is, I, if I have a crush, I always just assume, obviously, they don't like me. So then Aww. I probably just act a bit, no act normal, but a bit more like geeky than my, even more so than my normal self. Mm. But then I feel like if I then, like if someone then makes out like that they maybe do like me, then I just panic. Yeah, wouldn't I don't know how to behave. What do you do? Avoid. I think, yeah. Use the avoid I'm tactic. pretty sure you've said to me before, oh, that person likes you and then I've just gone weird. 
I don't mean to. Like that time yeah. you said about the wedding, when oh, you guys yeah. told me that all those three people, when they were all apparently flirting with me, yeah, they were. I was fine. I was having a great time. We were having the banter. Yeah. I had a little pot of bubbles that I was blowing. Yeah, no, we were chatting. loving it. Really flirting. I was having a great time. Literally no idea. And then you guys were like, oh, all those three people are playing with you, blah, blah, blah. And then I just panicked. And then I didn't oh, really talk no. to them the rest of the night. That's so funny. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, funny. And they Avoided. were on the dance floor with us the whole time. Oh, it was really awkward. man. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. I mean, but I'm sure I've had situations like this where more friends who are more open about things than I am. Because I would normally just pretend I didn't have a crush and not tell everyone, mm. you know. Um, but I've definitely enjoyed other people's stories of their crushes and what they imagine is going on. And then it's like, turns out that actually... Like nothing's happened. Date, yeah. Yes, they're dating someone else or like... Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that never happened. I don't know what I'd do if I fancied someone that was at the pool at the same time as me every week. Because I feel like the pool is a very like, you're not dressed in a lot of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your advantage though, right? <laughs> or disadvantage, I don't know. It's awkward to stand yeah. in the shower next to someone. I don't know. Surely that's okay. No, I mean, it's okay, but I would just feel self-conscious. Yeah, I probably would as well. Actually. I was just thinking it through and I was like, mm, yeah. Like, say, for instance, hey. if your crush Ryan Gosling was in the swimming pool with you <laughs> and then you had to, like, use the communal shower with him, that would be ridiculous. It would be really stressful. Yeah. And I mean... Like, some people are very graceful swimmers, but I don't think I am. Yeah, I don't think I am. I don't think I'm an attractive swimmer. <laughs> people probably think I'm trying not to drown. <laughs> There's, like, other events, like, weekly events that I would prefer to see someone at, you know, where I think I could be a bit more, like, alluring than a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your number one alluring place, then? Where would you like to meet somebody? Well, <laughs> this is really sad. The other thing that popped into my head mm. is... You know, in Pride and Prejudice, when um, they talk about how their bodies look to advantage when they're taking a turn of the room. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so then I'm I like, do. maybe like my daily walk in the park, oh. if someone was to see me there. Yeah. Then... Do you feel like your figure is best to be admired <laughs> while walking? Well, according to Mr. Darcy, it is. <laughs> And also, I'm happy when I'm walking out okay. in the sunshine Smiling. amongst nature, as long as there's no squirrels yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I find really awkward? I was like, a first date is an eating date. Mm. I'm not very good at those. No, that is quite stressful. I feel like a coffee, coffee and cake. Yeah, fine. or a wine, right? Although also, that has potential to go wrong. Why? Well, what if you get more, a couple more than one wine? <laughs> what are you suggesting I'm fine on? More than one wine. <laughs> like literally the biggest lightweight I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I know, but then I always have a lot of fun. Yeah. Right? Like when we've had nights out, we've had a lot of fun. We have. We do. We have a lot of fun. I love to dance. I was really looking forward to coming back because where I was living before, mm. they liked to dance. But if you went to a wedding or something, people dance like one or two people at a time and everyone watched. Oh. And that's very stressful. It's like a performance. Oh, so wow. I was really looking forward to like coming home and just like going to weddings and going to like parties and things and just dancing because yeah. I love to dance. And in a group, everyone's not watching you, obviously. So then you can just enjoy yourself. Yeah, that's true. So I'm looking forward to the day where we can gather again and dance. Yeah. That'll be a great day. That'll be a fun day. I'll have a wine. You can have three. Then we'll be on the same level. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then I'd happily meet my crush at a dance. Great. Yeah, no, you've got like a great Bust little... Busting some moves on the floor. Yeah, you've got like a good little spin number that you do. <laughs> yeah, walk basically walking and turning around. Walking and spin. And walking back again. <laughs> Works for you. 
<laughs> that was a great story. Yeah, thank I you. I feel like we've asked people to get in touch with us a lot and we really want them to. We want stories. We want myths. We want to know if they want to be set up. Yeah, we want to know what you think about commitment. Yeah. Maybe are you? Maybe were you previously afraid of commitment and you're now in a long-term relationship or married? How did you overcome it? Great. Well, thanks for listening to episode six, guys. Yeah, thank you for listening. We genuinely really appreciate that you listen. Please do give us thoughts because it would just be great. And let us know if we can do anything else that would be beneficial to you. But we hope that you're having fun. We're enjoying recording it and we want to hear from you. Yeah, and we hope we are improving slightly your social isolation. Yeah. It's great to be able to do that. And we look forward to bringing you episode seven soon. Bye. Bye.